Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Hope. We're glad that you're here in this new year. Um, welcome all of you joining us online. We're glad you're with us too. And uh, yeah, we like to begin our, our services with this greeting Christians have been using for, oh, you know, a couple thousand years now. The Lord be with you. Thank you. We believe that the Lord meets us right here as we worship him. Uh, whether you're singing or not singing, whether you uh, pray or just kind of, you know, sit silently, uh, whatever you do for this next hour, God meets us right here, right where we are, right at the beginning of this new year. Uh, whether it's filled with joy or filled with anxiety, whatever it might be full of, uh, God meets us here to, to lead us into it. And I'm grateful for that. Um, if, if you're willing, let's bow our heads and let's pray as we begin. God, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to take this next hour just to, just to kind of center in on you for a bit, to let you be the, the center of our thoughts, of our, uh, <clears throat> well, everything, to give you our attention, uh, uh, to listen for what you might want to say to us, to, to be honest with you about what we're going through. God, you know all the places that we come from and, and what's going on in our lives. You know uh, that some of us kind of barely squeaked in here today. Uh, you know that some of us just have been, couldn't wait. And all week long, we've been eager to be here. Uh, God, you know all the stuff that we carry with us uh, as we uh, journey into 2024. Uh, some of it good, some of it bad, some of it pretty, pretty ugly. God, today, uh, I pray that you would help us just to be honest with you about all of it, to let your grace and your presence and your love uh, shape our lives, uh, to help us, to meet us here, and to, to help us with all the stuff we got going on. God, we don't hide any of that from you. We don't pretend it's not a part of, of who we are or what we carry with us. Uh, instead, God, we just offer it to you, offer ourselves to you, and look forward to uh, the work that your grace is going to do in our hearts and lives today. Thank you, God. Thank you. Guide us through the service, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you're able and interested, let's stand and let's sing as we begin. Good morning. I'm glad you guys could come
Psalm 115.1 says, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory, because of your love and faithfulness.
from Lamentations. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. And the Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great faithfulness this morning. We thank you, Lord, that regardless of what may be happening in the world around us, in our lives, in our families, and in our homes, Lord, you are always faithful. You always have been. You always will be. And nothing is going to change that. What a great faithfulness that truly is. Lord, I thank you that your mercies truly are new every morning. Doesn't matter what kind of day I had today, Lord. Tomorrow your mercies are new. What hope that fills us with, Lord. What, what hope that gives me every morning to know that there's a fresh start. That there's a new beginning. New grace and new mercy to, to, to get me through whatever I face in the day to come. Lord, you are wonderful to us in that. You're indescribably great. We thank you, Lord. We thank you so very much. Lord, I thank you for each person here. For the new start we have in this year, for the new beginning that, that some of us really have anticipated. I know myself, Lord, I was ready to close the chapter that was last year and to start this new chapter this year. New opportunities, new, new insights, Lord, new learning from you, new relationships, new friendships. Lord, we anticipate your blessing in this coming year. And we thank you ahead of time for the places and the ways that you're going to work in our lives. In us individually, in us as a church, Lord, in us as a community, we thank you. I ask that you would be in this service. Be with each person that's here in this building with us right now, those who are online with us, or those who may watch later, Lord. May this time that we spend together, first of all, honor and glorify you. And may it be a blessing to us. And may we learn something, Lord. May we hear from, your, from you. May we hear your voice and the words that you've given Pastor Rich to give us this morning. Again, we thank you. We can never say it enough. We praise you. We give you all the honor and the glory because you alone, Lord, truly are worthy. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, the peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you so much. Take a few moments, if you will, and pass the peace amongst yourselves. All right, I'm just going to say a quick word to those who are watching online. Hello, welcome. Uh, if I haven't met you, my name is Pastor Rich Schmidt. And uh, sorry, my name's Rich. I I'm, I'm serve here as the pastor. And uh, we're glad that you're watching with us. We would love to have you hop on, online and uh, maybe go to livinghope.info slash connect uh, so we can connect with you since we didn't get to shake your hand just now. And uh, let us know how we can pray for you or thank God with you or you have got a question you want to ask and you don't want to drop it in the comments uh, or something like that. Uh, that's fine. We can, you can contact us privately that way. And uh, the same goes true for all of you guys. If you, you want to, you can do that online uh, or you can grab one of those little cards in the back. There's a little table back there with some shelves in it, a little silver table that uh, has got green cards on it. You can jot us a note. And uh, if you include your contact info, I can follow up with you this, uh, follow up with you this week. 
And you can drop it in that little box. That's, uh, if you're giving today, you can drop that in the box as well, or you can give online. Uh, that all works. Uh, hopefully you got one of these when you came in. It's got some, uh, some stuff inside that you'll want and, uh, and some announcements on the back, including this uh, new adventure that we're starting today. Uh, this is our January uh, series. It's got this adventure theme. Uh, we're, we're embarking on this new adventure of the new year. And uh, to help you kind of keep track of your travels on this journey, uh, we wanted you to, to take home a journal. It's just one of these little blank lined journals that they're sitting out on the table out there uh, that you'll walk right past. And uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but just something that you can use to keep track of, okay, God, what have you been teaching me uh, so far this year? So that, so that maybe at the end of this year, you can go back and, and say, oh, wow, I, I really did learn a lot. Or, wow, God really brought me through a bunch. And, and uh, you know how, what is it? Is it Spotify that does that little thing at the end of the year to tell you what songs you listen to most and all of that? I don't use Spotify, but I see all these friends sharing it uh, at the end of the year. And uh, so they do that for you. Um, but there's nobody that, that kind of wraps up all your, your spiritual insights or the things that God has helped you to learn through the good times and the bad times. You kind of got to do that yourself. And so jotting them down in some kind of a journal or notebook or something is one way you can do that. So we would love to, to have you take one of those with you. Uh, just grab it off the table on your way out. And, uh, and then there's a new Bible study for women that's starting up. Uh, these ladies have loved to get together Tuesdays at 1.30. And so they've got another one on the names of God, uh, how they reveal God's character. So... Uh, ladies, if you're free on Tuesday afternoons, which I know doesn't include a whole bunch of you, but if, you, if it does include you, then you're welcome to join them. They start in just a couple of weeks. And uh, let us know so they can, I think they're ordering books now. So let us know that you're interested and um, either on one of those green cards or, or shoot us an email or something. And uh, we can make sure there's a, a book waiting for you. And then uh, we have already started with the Overnight Warming Center. Um, <clears throat> we did this last year. And learned a few things. Uh, and that we're trying to, trying to do a little bit better this year to just provide a safe place for guests, uh, for our neighbors who don't have any place to go at night uh, so that they don't have to freeze this winter. Uh, now, there's a, a new shelter with a warming center that's in the works. Uh, if you want to know more about that, Mitch Peters over here, wave Mitch, he's the guy to talk to because he knows what's going on. Respite House is building a new shelter this year that uh, should be done by this next winter, uh, but it's not, it's not there yet. So um, to make sure that our neighbors have a safe place to go, at night. There are places during the day, you know, but at night there was nothing. And so last winter we said, we talked to the city and they said, sure, if you're willing to do it, go for it. As long as you have people here present overnight, volunteers to stay awake in case something goes wrong, uh, that's fine. And they gave us their blessing to do it again this year. And uh, so for this month and next month, every night from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m., uh, we've got people here sleeping. We, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember how many was it last night? A dozen? or so. I think about a dozen people were here last night and uh, about the same the night before. Um, so that's where we are right now. And uh, we need volunteers. So if you're a night owl and you're like, you know what, I'm staying up till midnight anyway. If you're willing to just stay up a little bit later to 1.30, you can serve the first, that first shift. Or if you're somebody who I know some of you already, uh, already serve on the second shift from 1.30 to 7. Uh, and you've told me like, look, I'm already waking up at like 4. I'll just get up extra early, you know, once a week or something. And I'll show up and I'll be here and I'll cover that, that uh, 1.30 to 7 shift. Uh, if you're interested in doing that, great. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get you on the schedule and get you plugged in. Um, and if you have friends, because it's not just our church that makes this happen. We're the, we're the spot hosting it. But there are people from all sorts of churches and no church, other groups that are helping make it happen. So if you want to participate, we would love to have you uh, participate. And if you're like, you know, I can't do anything overnight. I can't, I can't stay up that late or I got health issues or you know, whatever, for whatever reason. I got to be at work. I got to be awake at work. Uh, I can't sleep on my desk or anything. Uh, but you'd like to help. Um, 
if you'd like to bring snacks, if you'd like to bring other things, uh, there are other ways that you can plug in. You can do laundry. Uh, so let us know, and we'll, we'll help plug you in. All right. I think that's it for announcements. Is there anything else I was supposed to announce this morning that I'm not seeing anybody say, hey, you forgot to say something about? Okay, cool. Um, I hope you caught it last week. Pastor Judy uh, preached an excellent message wrapping up last year. Uh, we journeyed through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And if you missed any of that, it's on, it's on YouTube. You can, you can catch up later. Um, but today, as we start into 2024, uh, I want to take us back uh, 32 years to 1992. Uh, that was the year I graduated from high school. It's the year I went off to college. And uh, I'm not sure what the laughter was. That's just, that's just true. Okay. And, uh, and so I was thinking about the music from that year. And so I went and looked up, like, you know, Billboard's Hot 100 songs or whatever uh, from the year 1992. And it was a good year for music, I think. Um, now, some of these songs came out in 91, but then they peaked in 92. Uh, that was the year that Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Was, uh, was hitting the charts and topping off. Um, U2's Mysterious Ways was in that list. Um, Tom Cochran's Life is a Highway. I can, I can hear these songs right now. I mean, these are songs that are like fresh in my memory. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge. Guns N' Roses, November Rain. Uh, Mr. Big, who I couldn't remember who they were at all until I clicked on the thing to listen to Be With You. And I was like, oh, I know that song. <laughs> Your favorite song? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I know that song. I don't know that artist, but oh, that song. Uh, now, one older song uh, hit the charts that year, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, thanks to Wayne's World. Uh, that was top of the charts for a while. Uh, Sir mix Baby Got Back was in there. Uh, House of Pain's Jump Around. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart. That's not my style of music, but <laughs> anyway, but it's, it was popular. Or Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. I mean, these were, these were huge songs that still are on the, on the radio today. I guess they're on oldie stations now, but anyway... <clears throat> And, you know, I'm not saying these are all the songs I was listening to. Uh, if you were in the car with me, half the time I was tuned to a Chicago station that had songs by, uh, what were some of the others on that list? Technotronic, Boys to Men, In Vogue, Criss Cross, TLC. They all had hit songs that year. Um, but, you know, there were a hundred of them, and I have time to list a hundred. I'm thinking about songs from 1992 in part because uh, that was the year that a Christian artist named Stephen Curtis Chapman uh, brought out an album and a song called The Great Adventure. Um, as I've been thinking about this new year, I've been thinking about this new year in terms of adventure and being open to what it is that God's going to lead us into and for me to be open to what God's going to lead me into in this new year. And this song has just kind of been on a loop in my head, at least the chorus. Uh, that I had to, to go look it up and hit play and, and I'm like, oh, that's right. That's how the verse is going. Oh, yeah, the bridge. I, I forgot about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can't play it for you because uh, YouTube and Facebook would take down our stream if I, if I played it. That's copyrighted stuff. Um, but I can read some of it to you, at least. Um, you might not have wanted to listen to it anyway. It's a song from 1992. Uh, <clears throat> so let me, just, let me just read some of it. The, the verse says, started out this morning in the usual way, chasing thoughts inside my head I thought I had to do today. Another time around the circle, try to make it better than the last. I opened up the Bible, and I read about me. Said I'd been a prisoner, and God's grace had set me free. And somewhere between the pages, it hit me like a lightning bolt. I saw a big frontier in front of me, and I heard somebody say, Let's go. And then that's where the chorus hits, which I, put, I went ahead and put in your notes. Uh, saddle up your horses. He's a little bit of a country artist, kind of. We've got a trail to blaze through the wild blue yonder of God's amazing grace. Let's follow our leader into the glorious unknown. This is the life like no other. This is the great adventure. That has been uh, kind of in my head. That's, that's in my head. I'm thinking like, okay, that's how I want to approach 2024. That's how I want to approach life, honestly. 
Like, this is a great adventure that, that God has invited us to go on. Um, this is um, <clears throat> a life like no other. And I know that for some of us, as we're thinking about the, the new year, um, that's kind of not how you're approaching it, right? You're not approaching it as an adventure. In fact, I put in your notes uh, a couple different things that you might find yourself saying as you're entering into 2024. Uh, some of you are saying, look, I already know what's going to happen this year. Um, it's not going to be any different from last year. You know, the same kind of stuff's going to happen. Ah, yeah, we've got an election. It's probably going to be just as ugly as the last election. You know, it's going to get, you know, we kind of know what to anticipate. And, and there's some truth to the fact that, like, life doesn't always change that much necessarily from one year to the next. You're the same person, I suppose, as you were last year, maybe. Same bad habits, same, you know, whatever. Same people in your family or your workplace, you know, that got on your nerves before. You still have to go to work with them now. And, um, and some of you, you know, you're feeling discouraged about that. You know, you're thinking like, yeah, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to get better. Maybe I start off the year with some kind of some high hopes or something, but, you know, I always fail by the time. You know, already, what, today's the 7th? Uh, you, already, you already failed at all your New Year's resolutions by now, right? So we already gave up. You're like, oh, I'll try again next year. Like, this, year, I'm just, this year's just going to be wasted. Just, and we can be discouraged. We think we already know what's going to happen. Uh, some of you might say the same thing, but with a very different attitude. You're, you're excited. You're like, I already know what's going to happen this year i got a trip planned for spring break. i got something happening in the summer. I'm excited. I've got, maybe some of you haven't failed at your resolutions. You know, you've you got, you got big goals. you got big plans. you got all, maybe the whole year's mapped out already. And you know by the end of the year, I'm going to have uh, finished my novel or I'm going to have gotten that promotion or, you know, I'm going to have graduated from this or that. And, you know, you've, you already kind of know, hey, I know what's going to happen this year and I'm excited about it. Some of you are saying something very different. Uh, some of you are saying, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen this year. And again, for some of you, that's like a very negative thing. You're saying that and you're like, it, it's scary. You're thinking, I don't, I don't know what to expect. You know, my life is kind of, as, as I've ended 2023 and going into 2024, I'm, I'm in a different place than I was before. I don't have the people around me that I had before. I, I don't have the same job or the same place to live. or I, My situation is, is just different now and I'm not sure what to expect. And that can be kind of unsettling can be very unsettling. You might be feeling a lot of anxiety as you think about this new year, or even maybe feeling alarmed by the, the idea of moving into the future. The future is not an exciting thing for you at all. It's something that, that kind of scares you because you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you like to be in control and you're realizing, like, I'm not in control, <laughs> and that, that can terrify us. Or the some of you are like, I have no idea what's going to happen, and that's, like, exciting to you, right? You're like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. This could be, it could be beautiful. It could be great. It could be, it could be awful, but, you know, we're going to get through it, and it could be fun. And you're excited because it's un unusual, because it's something you can't anticipate, because the future is, is unwritten, and, and you're excited to see what kind of story uh, is going to get written in your life this year. Um, that's kind of how I hope to approach this year. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to encourage you to approach it with that kind of attitude as well. Uh, to see what, let's see what God has in store for us. Um, now, if you are a planner, and I, I love planners, I deeply in love with one particular planner. My wife, Stacy, is somebody who she knows what is going to happen. She maps it out, right? Because she knows if we're going to get to that destination, she does have a couple trips planned for us this year. And I say she has them planned for us because she's the one that does all the planning, all right? Um, <clears throat> sometimes she ropes me in to make sure that, you know, that I can help, um, like, tonight, we've got a plan, you know, today, sometime today, after the Packers beat the Bears, I think, uh, later today, I, no, I don't know, hey, I don't know, I don't know what the future holds, you know, who knows, uh, Stacy's from Wisconsin, so I have to phrase it that way, um, my apologies, wow, I just lost half of you, um, <laughs> 
But later today, we have, it's on the calendar. We're going to sit down and we're going to plan out some of the stuff for one of those trips because we got to plan them now. we got to purchase those things now or they're going to get sold out and we're not going to be able to do it. And, and uh, you know, we're going to be frustrated. Uh, I, I love that I'm married to a planner or we probably wouldn't get to do half the things that we get to do uh, in life. Uh, there's nothing wrong with making plans. Um, there can be a danger in that. Uh, you know, we've all heard that, that saying, you know, like, people make plans and God laughs, you know, or something like that. I'm not getting it exactly right. Uh, and you've probably experienced that, right? I'm, I'm guessing that uh, 10 years ago, if you had kind of mapped out, like, well, here's my 10-year plan, you probably wouldn't have said, oh, you know what? And then in 2020, uh, we're just going to shut everything down. And we're all going to stay home for a while, and then we're going to get out again. Oh, but then the thing's going to shut down again. And then, you know, none of us had that in our, in our 10-year plan, right? None of us know exactly what's going to happen. And there can be a bit of a, an arrogance about that sometimes. I'm not speaking specifically about anyone in my family at this point. Um, <clears throat> but I was thinking about the first Bible verse I put there in your notes from James chapter 4, um, where he says, he, James talks a lot about the, the rich and the poor and those with power and those without. And he speaks to some of those who are wealthy and have power. And he says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. He says, instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. He's like, it's nothing wrong with having the plan, saying, you know, we, we hope to do this, we hope to do that. But you know what? It's, if it's the Lord's will, then we will. You know, Lord willing and the creek don't rise, then we'll go there. You know, we'll do that thing. But we have to have a certain humility that recognizes, like, I'm not in charge of everything. I'm not in charge of the universe. And sometimes unexpected things come, and I need to kind of, I need to stay just a little bit flexible just a little bit ready for things to shift if they need to. Or if you're one of those that, uh, that you're really worried as you think about this new year, uh, I was thinking about what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, where he just tells us flat out, so do not worry. And he'd, he'd specifically been talking to people who were worried, saying, what, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? So the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He says, some people, they don't know that God is a loving Heavenly Father who cares for you. But you do. You know that God is a, is a Father who cares. He knows what you need. You're not one of these pagans who thinks, well, I better try to get God's attention somehow, and maybe, maybe I'll get these things, or maybe the gods will be ignoring me that day. No, no. You, you know that God is a loving Heavenly Father who cares for you. So he says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In other words, it's, it's his kingdom. He's in charge. I'm going to do what's right in God's eyes, not just what's right in my own. And God will take care of me. He says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And again, that doesn't mean don't make any plans. It doesn't mean just walk through life like, eh, well, we'll just see what happens. He says, no, but don't, don't spend a bunch of time worrying about it because tomorrow's not here yet. And you can't control it anyway. So you do what's right. You, you trust God to lead. You remember that he's a loving Heavenly Father. And you try, to, you try to not worry. Um, that's making me think of what uh, the Apostle Paul said. Sorry, this isn't in your notes. This is just popping in my head. Uh, but you might jot down there Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, I think it is. Where in the New Living Translation, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace. So if you're a worrier, if that's, if that's something that you're like, got a lot of anxiety moving into 2024... Like, okay, God, I've, I've been worrying. That's just me having a conversation with myself about what's gonna, what might happen or might not happen. I need, to, I need to make this a conversation with you, God. I'm concerned about this. Can you help me be ready for that? Can you, 
Can you help protect me from this? And you just include God in that conversation. Tell him what you need. And you spend some time thanking him for what he's done, right? This can be a good use of these little journals if you need them, right? To get those thoughts out of your head and onto paper can be hugely helpful. And maybe that's just what you need to do uh, sometimes during the day is just say, okay, uh, God, here's what I'm worried about, and just list them out. And you might realize as you're doing that, wait, so it's only really three things. Oh, and I can do something about that one. My, why didn't I think of that? Why, I, I'm going to do something about that one. I'm going I'm to address that one today. And I just got these two things, and God, there's nothing I can do about those. But you know what, God, you've got me through this other thing. And just taking the time to write it down can get it out of your head and can help you perhaps not worry so much and perhaps include God in the conversation can be a really helpful exercise if that's you. I was thinking back over uh, some of the different things that we'd read this year, uh, this past year. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. So uh, this verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 uh, was coming to mind where it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. It's like we, we don't know what God has in store for us. God's got some good things ready for you this coming year. And you might not have any idea. Right? There might be something really good that he has planned. Now, in that passage, he's quoting Isaiah, which we're going to look at in a second. But he's, the Apostle Paul is talking to them about how nobody expected what God was about to do in Jesus. Nobody had imagined that like, God would come in the flesh and show up. We've just celebrated that with the Christmas season that, uh, that just ended yesterday. Yesterday was, was the holiday of Epiphany. Um, I don't know, usually around here that doesn't get nearly the attention that Christmas does. I don't think there's a section of cards for Epiphany, perhaps, uh, at the card store, uh, like there have been for Christmas. Um, but Epiphany is where the wise men actually show up, and God is revealed to the rest of the world, not just to his own uh, Hebrew people. Uh, but he's saying, like, look, we didn't expect this. Nobody was anticipating that God was going to do this thing, this amazing thing, but he's revealed it to us. He did show up. Now, he's quoting Isaiah, and I put those in your notes, too, from Isaiah 64. This is talking to God. It says, for when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down, and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him, those who put their trust in him. Isaiah is looking back to the Exodus, to when God rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. He's like, nobody had ever seen a God do that before. A God who came down and shook the mountains and rescued his people from slavery. Nobody had ever seen a God who acts on the behalf of his people. But you did. You did. How do he say? You did awesome things that we did not expect. What sorts of things are you expecting for this coming year? What kind of things are you dreading for this coming year? Um, God can do, actually I think we're going to, oh did I not include that verse? Oh I didn't. I left that one out. Oh, okay, so I get to just say it right now. Uh, that verse that says that, that verse in the Bible that says that, uh, you know, God can do immeasurably more than all we could ask or think or ask or imagine. Um, it's in one of Paul's letters, and I had it all set out, and as I was putting them all in here, I must have run out of room or something. I don't see it. I don't see it in here. Oh, dang it. Anyway, and I don't know where it's found to tell you to write it in, but some of you are nodding your head. You've, you've heard that phrase before, this idea that God, God can do more than we expect. God can do more than we could even imagine. And I want to approach this coming year like that. You know, as I think about some of the things I know are coming this year, like, say, a presidential election, and I can think back to think of how the church came across in the last election and, uh, and the one before 
that, I suppose, and the church did not come out looking real good, right? We looked pretty ugly to some of our neighbors who saw us take real strong sides in, uh, in political decisions and did it in some ways that I don't think really reflected Christ very well to our neighbors. We got a chance to do that differently this time. You can feel passionate about who you think needs to be leading our country and, and who you think ought to get elected, and you can campaign for them. You can donate to them. You can try to convince all your friends, but you can do that in a way that is like, like Jesus-like, right? In a way that shows that you're not demonizing the people that you're you know, hoping lose that election, you know, that, you're, that, that you still care about your people that you disagree with, that you're treating people with respect, that you're, that you're not going to lie about them or twist things that they say. You're going to treat them like you would like to be treated. Right? Isn't that how Jesus said it? You know, treat others like you would like to be treated. Do to others what you would have others do to you. We can engage politically in a way that, is, that makes people think, man, I, I wish more of my neighbors were Christians because they, they are pretty passionate about their political opinions, but man, I, I knew they still cared about me even though we disagreed about it. You know, we didn't get in a fist fight. They didn't you know, dump anything on my lawn. They didn't you know, rip up my, my yard sign or... Um, we could do some things. We could, we could see some unexpected things. We could surprise our neighbors with some, with some unexpected goodness in 2024. So I was thinking back about uh, some of the things that we read this past year, all the way back to Genesis. Uh, Genesis chapter 12 is when God says to a guy, his name was Abram at the time, he becomes Abraham later, where he tells him, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. He says, I got, I got something prepared for you. I need you to go. And Abraham does it. He gets up. He moves his family across the known world at the time, to this land that God shows him. He trusts God to lead him into an unknown future. I want to be like that in 2024. I want to trust God to call me into something new, some new adventure. It's what Jesus did with all his disciples, right? I just included the one from Matthew chapter 4, where it says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake. For they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I'll send you out to fish for people. Once they left their nets and followed him. After that, he finds a couple other fishermen, James and John. He says, hey, come follow me. And they, they leave their dad sitting in the boat with the nets. And like, see you, dad. You know, we're following Jesus. He calls them into this life, this mission that they don't know what that's going to include yet. They don't know what they're going to see. They certainly don't anticipate that it's going to lead to his death on a Roman cross. And then when that happened, they sure didn't anticipate that they were going to see him again three days later, alive, defeating death. Jesus calls them into this, this future of following him. He says, you can trust me to lead you well. And that's, I think that's what helps us as Christians. If you find yourself a, a Christian today, if today you're like, you know what, I'm just kind of here, I'm checking it out, I'm not sure I'm committed to this whole Jesus thing, um, but I'm interested, or my friend invited me, or my parents made me come, or whatever it might be, you know, uh, <clears throat> And so I'm, I'm here, but I'm not sold. Let me just tell you, this is one of the things for me as a follower of Jesus that helps me walk into 2024 with some confidence, without some of that fear, because I know who's leading me into it. And I know he doesn't let me down. Even if I go through a, a dark valley, I don't have to be afraid, right? Isn't that how the 23rd Psalm puts it? Even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You know, God, God leads us well, and he can be trusted. And we, we see that happen over and over and over again. In fact, uh, 
About a couple of months ago, we were looking at the book of Hebrews, and they have a whole chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, where, where he's looking at all these people. Abraham's in the list, people who trusted God, who had faith in God and followed him, even though they, they didn't know what God had in store. And as he gets to the end of that list, they say in Hebrews chapter 12, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, these people who have said, yes, the life of faith is worth it. Yes, trusting God is, is worth it. You should do it. Keep going. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And here's the important part, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Jesus can lead us well into 2024. He can lead us through whatever we're going through right now. He can lead us through whatever's gonna come our way two months from now, whatever's gonna hit us this coming fall and winter. I mean, he's gonna be able to lead us through whatever comes our way. And if we'll pay attention, I think he can help us to, to learn from those experiences, to grow through those experiences. Uh, I was seeing, uh, you know, end of the year, there people put together all kinds of lists, right? Uh, <clears throat> I saw a couple of people that had done lists like 52 things they learned in 2023, and it's like one for each week. And, uh, and I thought they were interesting. I'm looking through and I'm just seeing like, oh, they learn. And some of it's just goofy stuff, you know, like, oh, I learned there's this bird that does this thing that no other birds do. You know, some of it's just goofy stuff. Others of it is like, oh, wow, that's, that really kind of makes a difference in my life. You know, the bird thing didn't, but that does. Um, and they were able to make that list at the end of the year because along the way they'd been paying attention. They'd been making notes. They'd been, they'd been jotting those things down. They'd been, you know, bookmarking them or, you know, shared them on Facebook or Instagram or whatever so that later on they could go back and they could see, oh, here are some of the things that I learned, some of the things that I didn't know before. And I thought, I'd like to be able to do that kind of thing. I'm going to have to start paying attention to the things I learned, to the things that I find interesting, right? It's an opportunity that we all have, but often we just don't take advantage of it. And I, I kind of wonder, what do we miss? What do we, what do we lose when we don't, like, grab those things along the way? Um, I know some of you are like big-time journalers. Some of you I see, you'll, you'll pull out a notebook and you're, you're looking through it for like this quote that you saw or this, uh, this uh, thing that you'd learned at some point. Or um, Some of you have it organized by like books of the Bible and you've got a lot of Bible notes and stuff. Others of you just, I don't know what your organization system is, but there's something there because you're able to find what you're looking for. Uh, some of you just do it, you know, kind of the straightforward way, like it's, it's on a calendar or you, you date the pages or whatever. I, I discovered that these journals we ended up picking up, I have at the top of them a little spot where you can write the date and it even has a little spot where you can say what day of the week it is. And it's got a little weather thing for some reason. Like, oh, it's sunny or it's cloudy or it's mostly rainy or whatever. And I thought, okay, I'm guessing they're not going to be keeping track of the weather uh, as they do this. But then I realized, well, that is one thing that like, doesn't hurt to just know, like, oh, what, what was life like today? You know? What was I, as I experienced today? What was, what was going on? What was going on in, or in the world around me? What was going on in me? Um, but dating it lets you look back then and see, like, man, remember when we went through that? Oh, yeah, what... You know, it's been nine months, so that's been a year and a half, and you, you can go back and you can find, what did I write down during that time? I was talking with uh, Romeo and Pastor Judy about this uh, a month or so ago, and uh, I think it was you, Romeo, right, that was talking about, yeah, I've been, you know, we went through some stuff, and I was looking back at my journals from that time and seeing some of the prayers that I'd written to Jesus during that time, and like, wow, God, it helps you realize, like, wow, God really brought me a long way. Here's what I was feeling at the time, and, and now I can look back and say, wow, God, God really did come through for me. He really did what he promised he would do. I wasn't sure at the time I can read it right there. That was my prayer. I wasn't sure he was going to do it, but I was hoping he would. I was asking him to, but boy, now I can look and see like, wow, God really did. He really was faithful. Uh, some of, 
I've been an extremely inconsistent journaler. Like, I've only done it when people have made me. Uh, <clears throat> and back in high school, there was some uh, youth group trip that we took, and we were all made to, like, journal, basically. They gave us some stuff and said, write a note in it every night, you know. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, you know, I was a rule follower. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'll write a little thing. And Stacy and I came across them one day. Uh, I was in a shoebox or something, I don't remember. And it was, like, all this old stuff from when I was in high school. And, man, that was embarrassing to read some of the stuff because it was reminding me what a kind of a judgmental jerk I'd been back in high school, to be honest with you. Um, man, I was, I was talking to God about some of the people around me, and I, I don't think they love you very much, Jesus, because they're doing this and this and this. Like, why was I talking to Jesus about that? Why, would I, why was I paying attention to them and not what God was doing in my own life? So sometimes, sure, it might be embarrassing. Just like some of you, uh, when Facebook pulls up, like, what happened last year or nine years ago or something like that, and you see some picture of yourself, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. I can't believe I did that or wore that or looked like that or whatever it might be, right? <clears throat> Although I did see one of my friends uh, who just explicitly said on Facebook near the end of the year, they, they were realizing, they were wanting to journal more, and they realized, you know, I basically use Facebook for that. I said, a lot of things I post, I set the privacy so I'm the only one that can see it. And then sometimes later they'll realize, like, oh, you know what, I should share that with my friends. Or I'll share that publicly or whatever. But they use that so that Facebook reminds them later, like, here's what you posted a year ago. Or here's what you posted nine, month, or nine years ago or whatever, however long they've been doing it. And it was kind of helping them keep track of what they'd experienced. I'm like, well, sure, if you want to use it that way, go for it. Um, but I would encourage you to do something like that. And, and so what I put in your notes there is when embarking on an adventure, there's some questions you might want to ask. And these are things that you could jot down. These are things that you could uh, use or not use. But anytime you're going on an adventure, it's good to know, like, where am I starting from? Right? On, on my, where's the blue dot on the map on my phone? Right? Where, where am I right now? What's my condition? You know, do my, am, I, am I already starting out on this adventure, like, out of gas or injured or exhausted? Or, or am I feeling refreshed? Am I feeling ready? Am I... You know, it's, it's a good thing to, to jot those down. I kind of picture, like, the, uh, the journals of, like, you know, adventurers of years gone by. You know, explorers, people who kept logs of their, of their sailing journey as they're trying to find this new land or as they're trying to make their way across the, the continental United States or, or something like that. And they just, they just kept a journal, like, hey, we found this amazing valley today or, or we found this new, you know, group of people today. Or, you know, they, they kind of kept track of the things they were noticing, the things they were learning. You know, don't eat the plants that look like this. You know, they're, they're poison. We learned that today. Um, so I'm kind of picturing these as almost like those adventure journals, like, yeah, let's just keep track of the things we're noticing, the things we're learning. But it's good to say, where am I starting from? You know, am I excited and eager for, for what God's going to bring? Or am I, am I walking into this new year with some anxiety? Um, <clears throat> oh, I should add, I'm kind of glad that we're doing this on January 7th and not like we didn't do this message on December 31st. Because if we were talking about this December 31st, there would have been all kinds of pressure to like try to make sure we do this every day and to keep the streak going in the new year. You're getting these on January 7th. You've already failed to do this every day this year, all right? You didn't even have the journal till today. So the pressure is off. There is no pressure to try to be perfect at this. You can just use this whenever you want or whatever other method you have. You already have a journal that you use or you decide you want to do it with your phone or something else. There's no pressure to try to be perfect with this. That, that happens to me with, with Wordle. I forgot to play on December 31st, and so I was starting a new winning streak on January 1st. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll get to play every day. I'll have a winning streak of 365 by the end of the year. And then, like, after four days, I forgot to play again one day. And it's like, oh, never mind. I'm starting over from scratch. All right. Sorry. Sorry. If you don't play that game, you have no idea what I'm talking about. All right. <clears throat> Where am I starting from? You might just ask, like, what's my, like, what's my, kind of my health? What's the condition of my, of my life, my physical health? You know, where am I today? 
You know, what's the, what's the weather like? You know, what, what is my condition as I'm starting right now? And you just jot that down so that later on you can look and see like, oh, wow. Yeah, I was in kind of a rough place at the, in early January 2024. Or I was in a really good place, and how did I get here? You know, um, physical health, mental health, relational health. You know, what are your connections like? Who are your friends that you're spending time with or you're hoping to spend time with this year? Spiritual health. You know, on the front of, of your bulletin every week, I don't know if you, if you see this or not, you know, we've got some little links at the top. We've got a little calendar of things coming up this week. Or uh, Sometimes you stretch into the next one, like we went ahead and put that women's Bible study down there, even though it's uh, a week from now. Uh, and at the very bottom, it's got our church name and contact info. And then in between is something that we use as kind of a little motto. And I forgot to put this on the screen, sorry. Um, where it says, connecting with God, each other, and a world that needs God's love. That's kind of how we think about what we do as a church. Like, okay, we're connecting with God. Um, we worship him, we gather together on Sundays, we, we try to connect with God and be honest with him, and there's prayer that just happens not just on Sundays, but throughout the week, we're, we want to live a life connected with God, you know, experiencing the grace that comes through Jesus Christ, and, and the new life that we get through him, we're, we're connecting with God, and you might just think, okay, how am I doing with connecting with God, am I feeling disconnected, am I feeling really close to God right now, am I doing anything that would help me to feel more connected, or am I doing some things that cause me to feel disconnected, where am I? Right now, Where's, what's the state of my soul when it comes to my connection with God or connecting with each other? Who are the people I'm connecting with? Or have I been kind of isolating myself? Have I been, did I, have I been failing to, to reach out to some of my friends? Do I, need to, do I need to connect with some people as we move into this new year? Connecting with a world that needs God's love. Am I, am I giving of myself for others? Am I pouring out what God has poured into me? Am I, am I, allowing to, am I sharing that with other people? Or have I kind of been just kind of keeping everything for myself? Where am I starting from? It's a good thing to kind of have a sense, like a little snapshot. Here's where I am today. Because then as you jot that down, God can prompt you with things, and you find yourself saying, like, but I wish I was, I wish I was different. And here's where I am today, but I kind of wish I could move in this direction, which is that next question. Where am I headed? Right? You gotta, if you're going to go on an adventure, you kind of got to be moving. You can't just stand in one spot. It's not very adventurous to just stand in one spot. You know? you gotta be, you got to be moving in some direction. you got to have some, something that you're direction you're wanting to go or a destination you want to get to and uh, that has me thinking about Pastor Judy's message last week as she wrapped up the last two chapters of the Bible and this picture of the future that God is, is moving us toward like this beautiful picture and there was this there's this one little part about the 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 water of the river of the water of life that flows from God's throne uh, outward and the the tree of life growing on both sides of the river and its leaves are for the healing of the nations and I was thinking even at the end, like this is the future that God's calling us toward, is the future where God is giving life and is, and is working to heal nations. Even, even in this, whatever this perfection of the future is going to look like, it's like God just can't help himself, but this is who God is. He gives life and he, and he works to heal. Am I headed toward that kind of a life? Am I headed toward a life that looks like Jesus? Where am I, where am I going? I'm not going to get there if I don't have some idea of where I'm going. And how will I get there? Or who's leading the way? Which I think it pretty easy answer to this one. Jesus is leading us, right? You know, the way we'll get there is by keeping our eyes fixed on him, by continuing to run the race, by not letting things tangle us up or trip us or uh, <clears throat> slow us down. We're going we're gonna to keep our, our eyes on him and follow where, where he leads. And thankfully, we don't do that alone. I mean, it makes me think of how the Apostle Paul said at one point, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Like, you can have people in your life that are, that are on the journey with you that are just a little bit ahead of you, and you can say, you know what? They're doing that, and that seems to be working well for them. Like, when it comes to the journaling thing, don't model, talk to Romeo about that. Don't talk to me, because I'm, I'm doing it terribly right now. Okay? I'm, this is something I'm hoping to do uh, better this year. Uh, but find somebody who's doing what you want to do well and like, learn from them. Learn from their example, especially if they're 
learning from the example of Christ. And, and what resources do I have? You know, what's in my backpack? What have I packed in the trunk? What, have I, what am I taking with me on this trip that's going to help me to get where I need to go? And I just thought of three simple, important resources that all of us as Christians have available, have at our disposal, that help us to get where God wants us to go this year. The Bible, of course, is a simple one. We, we focus on that every single week here on Sundays. We just spent a year trying to get a, a sense of the big picture of the Bible, but every week we try to help you get, get a, a little snapshot of some of what the Bible says about whatever we might be talking about that Sunday. You know, it's a, it's a fantastic resource for not just for learning, but for letting our imaginations be shaped and helping us have a picture of where God wants to take us. And, and it can be, if, if read like reflectively and prayerfully, you could, you could sit down and have a conversation with God and say, God, I, I just read this and it, I'm not sure what this means, but it's kind of, it's making me a little more excited to, to follow you. And, um, or man, this really raises questions for me, God. Help me to figure out what this, uh, what this means. Or um, You can read the Bible in a way that you can actually hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you through it. And it's a beautiful thing if you don't just read it on your own, but you read it with the church. That's the next resource. You read it with your companions on the journey. I don't mean the church like an institution. You know, that's great. We've got to organize ourselves or, you know, somebody's got to pay the light bills and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, there's got to be kind of some institution or something. But, but by the church, we're talking about the people. We're talking about the people that are around you and on the journey with you. Like I said, some might be a little bit ahead of you. Some might be right alongside. But we're not left alone. We've got our friends and our fellow companions that can help us. Uh, as we journey toward whatever future Jesus has for us. And, and the Holy Spirit, you know, the Spirit of God present among us, present uh, among his people, speaking through the scriptures. And when we pray, that's, that's the Holy Spirit that helps us to pray. Um, just three simple but important resources that God has given to us to help us to get where we need to go. That's, that's what this passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, this is from the message paraphrase. I just kind of like the way it... Uh, this, this pastor, Eugene Peterson, put it. He says, just think. You don't need a thing. You've got it all. All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. Thinking about, again about <laughs> Revelation. Like he's coming back and we're waiting expectantly. We've got what we need. Not only that, but God himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by Jesus. God, who got you started in this spiritual adventure, shares with us the life of his son and our master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. I love that. He's given us all that we need if we'll continue to follow him and trust him. He is with us. Which had me thinking of Psalm 139. Um, Sorry, I know we're kind of all over. This is a little different, isn't it? We spent the whole last year just kind of focused on one book of the Bible at a time, and here I am grabbing from like six different places. Psalm 139 uh, is the one that talks about how God is with us no matter where we go. You know, if I, if I sit, you know, if I rise, if I go wherever I am, you're before me, you're behind me, your hand's upon me, you're thinking about me all the time. It's a beautiful psalm about God's presence with us. Since before I was even born, when you were formed me in the womb, you knew me, you knew who I was. You, you're, you're going with me every, every step of the way. And it wraps up with this, saying, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. This might be a good thing for you to do at the beginning of a new year. To sit down with a piece of paper and a pen. Maybe you got the Bible open with you, maybe you don't. But you're sitting down and saying, Okay, God, help me to know the condition of my life, the condition of my soul. Help me to know how I'm doing right now. Search me, God. Know my heart. I can fool myself sometimes, God, into thinking I'm doing better than I am. But 
I can't fool you, God. So will you help me to see myself clearly? Hold up a mirror for me, God. Help me to know how I'm really doing. Is there anything in me that needs to change? Lead me. God, lead me in the way everlasting. Say, this new year, God, I want you to lead me and to lead me well. I want to pay attention to what you're teaching me, what I'm learning, what I'm observing, the things I'm seeing around me, the, the things that you are doing in the world that I might not have noticed if I hadn't paused to just jot them down. Lead me well, God, in the way everlasting. It's a beautiful way, I think, to start a new year and to see it as a great adventure. Um, we're going to pray here, and then we're going to celebrate communion together. So if you're willing, let's, let's bow our heads, and let's close our eyes, and let's talk to God for a moment. God, we are so grateful that you are with us. No matter what happens, you never leave us, you never forsake us. You've known us and all that we've gone through in this past year and the years before that. And, and God, you know us right now here as we're standing at the, at the beginning, the end of the first week of this new year. God, for some of us, we're excited about this new year. For some of us, we're afraid. But for all of us, God, would you remind us that you are with us, that you have things for us to learn, that you have ways you're going to help us to grow, uh, that, that even though there are challenges in front of us, and we're all going to face challenges this year, that whatever those challenges are, God, you are going to help see us through. You're going to help us to grow through those challenges so that this time next year, we're, we're so glad that we trusted you to see us through them. God, we don't want to miss any of it. We want to experience every beautiful thing that you have for us this year. God, we don't want to miss the beautiful things you have for us this week, this day. So help us, God, to, to walk into this week, into this day, into this year. Help us to, to step into it with our eyes wide open, with our hearts open to you and what you might want to do in us. Perhaps even now, God, today, before we walk out of this place in a few minutes, maybe there's something you want to do in us right now. Maybe there's a step that we need to take, and you've been nudging us about it for a while, and, and now here we are in the brink of this new year, and you, it's time for us to kind of put up or shut up. It's time for us to decide, am I going to trust you or not? Am I going to be willing to, to say no to that, that sinful habit that I've been hanging on to for way too long? And I'm going to trust, God, that you're going to help me to, to walk into a future without it. God, am I going to trust you, period, to lead me into this year? I've been leading myself. I've been doing what was right in my eyes. And, and God, I, I'm realizing now that I need, to, I need to trust you. I need to listen to you. God, some of us, we, this might be the, our first time doing this. We, we'd heard that there's a God who loves us, and we'd heard that there's a, a Jesus who was born at Christmas time, but we didn't realize that we could actually trust and follow you, that you could forgive our sins and help us to leave some of the guilt and the shame of our past in the past, that you could wash us clean, that you could make us new, that you have this wild blue yonder of your amazing grace that you want to lead us into. God, maybe today we're saying yes to you for the first time. Experiencing your grace and your forgiveness and the new life that you give us in Jesus Christ. For all of us, God, I pray that you'd help us to, to walk into this, this day, this week, this, this year, this life, this future that you have for us. Help us to walk into it trusting you. Letting you be Lord.
king, ruler, whatever label we need to stick on that. Letting, letting you be the one that leads us, keeping our eyes fixed on you, Jesus. Help us to do this as we move our, make, make our way into this, into this new year. You are so good. You are so faithful. And dang it, you are so gracious. We don't deserve your compassion or your mercy, but God, you give it to us every single time. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you. Thank you that today we get to celebrate this faithful love in the sacrament of Holy Communion, offering to you these gifts of bread and juice and praying that by your Holy Spirit's presence here among us that we might meet our crucified and risen Savior in his body and his blood. Remembering the great sacrifice that you made for us, Jesus. You held nothing back, but out of love for us, you, you entered into our brokenness and our sin and even our death so that you could defeat the powers of sin and death and set us free. So that today we could walk into this new year with confidence that you truly do love us and that your grace isn't just for everybody else, but it's for me and my sin, my failures that you really do love me, God. Help us today as we take bread, as we, as we take juice. Help us to receive your grace, your life, so that we might be changed. We offer you ourselves, acknowledging our need of your grace. There isn't a single one of us that have earned our seat at your table, but uh, we all admit that we have not loved you with all that we are. We've not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have, we have sinned, we have failed, and we need your grace and your mercy, and we are so grateful that you are so free to give it because of what you've done for us in Jesus Christ. Help us, God, to experience that grace today, to experience this new life, to walk into this new year that you have planned for us uh, with eager anticipation, trusting in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, would you pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Uh, the musicians are going to come and, and lead us in one last song as we celebrate communion together. I'll be here with a basket of bread and a cup of juice. As we sing, you're invited to come forward, take bread from the basket, dip it in the juice, and eat it, and return to your seats. Uh, it's open to all of us who are saying yes to Jesus today, all of us who are trusting him uh, to lead us well into the future that he has for us. Um, if you can't make your way forward or just don't want to, there, there are some elements on the table, some little, little individual cups that you can peel back and get to the bread and get to the juice, and uh, that works. We've got some round gluten-free wafers up here if you need that. Um, <clears throat> but again, this is for anybody, for everybody. Uh, this is good news, great joy for all people, the angels said. Sorry, I'm still in Christmas mode. Let's celebrate. Uh, let's give thanks for the love God's shown us in his son, Jesus Christ.
Thank you, God, for sharing your life, your love, your grace with us today. Please fill us with the Spirit of Christ so that we might live in this world as the body of Christ, as your hands and feet, as your sons and daughters sent into this world, into this new year, filled with your grace, filled with your love, so that we can't help but share it with the people you send us to. Thank you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.